goes in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're talking about source material today, aren't we? The inspiration for literary works and the things that go into them. Yes, we are. Because it's so bizarre where people can find inspiration. Yeah, and sometimes they need to know where the fuck to leave it alone. Because have you been watching the new Kenobi series? Oh, no. Holy is it bad? fuck, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. How bad? Are we talking Halo Master Chief, Paramount See, TV I bad? I haven't even bothered with that. Like, I'm a Star Wars geek. Uh-huh. And, man, this is, like, I was watching it from, like, the first episode. And spoilers for the next ten minutes, probably. Like, this is uh-huh. all unscripted. But you can safely assume that I'm going to whinge about this for at least the next five minutes. Okay, yeah. We've all met you. Yeah. yeah. From the outset, like, yeah. from the very moment it gets going, I was just like... Oh, this is fucked. Does it actually have um, Ewan McGregor in it? I know Ewan it does, McGregor? I know as... it doesn't have Sir Alec Guinness. Because no. that would be impressive. That would. If they could bring him back. No, so Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, now going by Ben okay. on Tatooine. He's had, his, uh, he's had his glow down. It's not a glow up, it's a glow down. Uh, can I say, first of all, yeah. okay, it's a bit of like, if you're like, ooh, like, yeah, do me, Obi-Wan, do me. It's hot. Yeah. Do me, Ben. Do me. Like, yeah, bang it out, Ben. It's not the same. It's really not. Yeah, it's a bit of a step down. So, okay, oh. that's the first thing. And also, now that you know he's called Ben Kenobi, you know, in this one, it, it fills in the gaps that Solo, Ben Solo, mm. like at one point, mm. Princess Leia was just like, let's call our son Ben. What happened with the old man? Nah. nah. That's some porn up shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm caught in the moisture farm. <laughs> I can't get out. The droid. Oh, my God. Yeah, just hooked up to all the panthers. (laughs) Princess railed by 15-inch droid. Yeah, no. So it's just fucking bad. And there's one. There's a couple of things in it where you're just like, oh, this has potential to be totally badass. Like the Grand Inquisitor's in it. Uh Uh-huh. You know, all the the dudes hunting Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there's one scene in particular where... The rogue Inquisitor who's mm. taking it upon herself. Like, there's just so many plot holes. Okay. So, oh. But there's this one scene, and you can't miss it, where she's trying to catch up with Ben Kenobi, who's just led a fucking raid on Vader's personal powers. Okay. And someone, Messing up shit. Yeah, and someone just hovers and tries to shoot this rogue Inquisitor in a fucking Starfighter. Okay. And it, it's just the shittest Okay. Shittest version of Boys in the Hood. Oh. Uh, anyway, so the, the Kenobi series, I'm writing it off straight away. It's okay. just so fucking bad. Oh, my God. But everyone had so much – like, everyone had so many hopes after, like, the success of The Mandalorian. Because The Mandalorian was amazing. But this, yeah. this has got the same team behind it. This has got fucking John Favreau and Dave Filoni mm-hmm. and all those guys, and it fucking sucks. And it's not chow- – like, people have been blaming the director. Mm. Uh, no, no. Her, her fucking CV is impeccable. It's not her. I think there's some studio fuckery going on. Well, you know what's missing? What? Baby anything. That's true. Well, no, they they have young Leia. But anyway, so ignore – if you're on a streaming – if you're looking for something to binge Uh and you're looking for some source material, Uh ignore the fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Go straight to FX and watch the new series about the Sex Pistols called Pistol. 
Oh. It's so fucking good. I was going to say, the only thing I can re- recommend is the, um, oh my God, I've seen uh, footage of the new Star Wars ride at, at Disneyland. <laughs> well. It, no, seriously, it's freaking amazing. There is like an almost like life scale, um, you know, what is it in oh, The Empire Strikes Back? You know the big camels that walk through the snow? Big camels that walk through the yeah. snow? Tauntauns? No, like the robots. The fucking ATAT walkers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, they've got like almost a life scale version of like them, where you're trying to escape. Right. And you sort of like you you're in these little things, and it's driven by like a robot, and you're like ah oh, ah, oh, you're clunked through all these tunnels, trying to like escape. Yeah. You know the empire through one of their facilities, and you come into like it's just it's like one of their storage rooms, and you actually like go under the like the feet. Of a of a walker, it's fantastic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I want to do that. Okay, maybe you know what? Just save up, cancel all your streaming streaming services, go to Disneyland. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah, go uh, support their non union labour. <laughs> oh my people god! Skin, god damn it! <laughs> people getting skin infections from the fucking suits. What? Oh, that was an old story that people like. It was so poorly maintained there that people were getting fungal infections from wearing the costumes and. Yeah. But hang on, but they've got like that real fancy like bin system where like, you know, so you don't see any trash. Like you put your trash and it's like sucked, you know, out of the thing. Which, why not just put like the suit over the bin thing? Have it suck the fungus out? <laughs> a thinker. That's what I <laughs> That's am. That's your solution I'm to a everything. thinker. Just put it over the sucker and let it suck it That's out. That's your fucking solution to everything. Just suck harder. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> Isn't it also your, like, how you're going to survive in the apocalypse? Yeah. Just suck harder, <laughs> not smarter, harder. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Sex Pistols, you say? Yeah, yeah. the, the new biopic on Sex Pistols. It's amazing. Okay. The, the, the attention to detail is so fucking good. Okay. Because directed by Danny Boyle. Okay. Oh, from... Um, Transporting. Yes, and uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Woo! Are there any zombies? Oh, well, plenty of punks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! See, I thought you would be all excited about the the fact of like NASA has like actually reached out because of course this is the time to do it because as we know nothing has been going wrong over the last couple of years. A couple of years, last couple of years, everything has been going so well. This is obviously the time that you should start just fucking with shit. Yeah, you know, digging up more ancient Egyptian tombs. You know, open ancient coffins things let's like test that. some curses yeah exactly you know try some different flavored bats you know this is clearly the time to do it yeah uh nasa okay um they've spent years it's come to fruition yeah. they actually sent a little record a little record a little rocket up yeah to land on a passing asteroid yeah to take some samples and you know what they did with those samples no those weird little bits of intergalactic dust yeah Brought them back to Earth. That's pretty sweet. So they're actually sitting somewhere in laboratories right now. One can only imagine transforming into that chick from Species. <laughs> you know what they should have done to say this is where this is where our Lord and Savior from the Board Eight Yacht Club, fucking Elon Musk, <laughs> could have saved us all a trillion dollars. Yeah, because he launched that Tesla Model S in, he, into space. Yeah, why didn't he just set it to self-drive mode and eventually it would just fucking crash into something? <laughs> Just bring that back. And just knock it in. No, because apparently the problem is, okay, yeah. and that's the problem with all the samples that we've got. As soon as you come into our atmosphere, you're contaminated by our 
dirtiness. Yeah. Um, so all this the stuff that we've got, you know, it's landed in soil, it's landed in the ocean, it's contaminated. Yeah. Uh, we ruin everything. Uh, we've given it the earth hurts. So this is a sterile sample. Completely in. sterile, none of our stank on it. <laughs> no astronauts rubbed his nuts on it. <laughs> Can't guarantee that. <laughs> Cosmonaut might have. No, no, no. That's why that. That's why they sent little robots. Yeah. No human involvement whatsoever. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So I thought you'd be all excited about that. That is pretty cool. The, just quickly though, a story yeah. that I did come across on uh, Twitter during the week. Yeah. To do with Teslas again. Oh God. Oh my God. Do you have a picture of like Elon no, Musk above your bed? The, I hate Elon. Yeah. Musk. It's a love hate. Oh. No. I, there's nothing. I hate how much I love you as you cry away. I cannot oh. stand the guy. His entire Wealth and fortune. Uh-huh. Well, okay, so the PayPal stuff was smart. But everything, <laughs> else, everything else is just fucking government subsidies that built him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Basically. Yeah. But the thing that that's come up on Twitter this week uh-huh. is that all these Teslas that are crashing yeah. during self-driving Teslas mode. Teslas are crashing? Yes, and during self-drive mode. Oh. And, there's, and I can't prove this. It's just what I've read. But allegedly. Allegedly. It's allegedly. What? There's a quirk, and not so not so much a quirk. Wink, wink. Air quotes in the programming behind the self-driving technology. Yeah. That if the car recognizes that it's about to have a crash, yeah, will turn off the self-drive mode at like the last second. So when the car crashes, yeah, and they pull, they basically pull the black box. It's human error. It's human error. So the car recognizes. Whoop! Fucked up, and just hands the wheel back to this person with like a millisecond to go. <laughs> and it's entirely to absolve them legally in the event of a crash. Oh my god, that it's like it's in the programming. If you're going to crash, turn off now so that we can't be sued. That's despicable. This, but there's yeah. a part of me very deep in the back of my brain where I'm like, that's fucking evil genius next shit. But that's wrong. It's very wrong. <laughs> it's very very wrong. Yeah. But also, oh my god, I thought you were going to say it was like, what was that car? It was like, if your left hand blinker was on at the same time someone touched your fender, it would explode. What was what was that one? <laughs> the Ford Pinto. The Pinto, yeah. yeah. Okay. I hate when I talk about this stuff too because I feel like that dipshit in Fight Club on the plane. It's like explaining the odds of a, of a recall. <laughs> it's never You're never winning in life when you look like a fucking character from Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why well, told you it was um <laughs> that ad- that advice I got from like a dad. If you ever like if you're ever on a date with a man yeah. and you say what's your favorite film and if he says Fight Club, just get up and leave. Oh, it's over. Red flag. Yeah. Just that's all the whoop 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 get up and leave. Don't even pay for your bill. Just <laughs> just like, disappear. Yeah. Yeah. This is password is Project Mayhem. <laughs> Underscore, underscore Robert Paulson 69. Do not stay for the clam chowder. No. (laughs) Yeah. If his favorite book is or movie is Fight Club, Mm -hmm. it's over. Mm -hmm. I still can't. I I don't know. There's a part of me where, like, I still think they should have turned. um, I think not turning Meatloaf and his titties into soap was a very much a wasted opportunity. Yeah. They would have created supply and demand issues because they would have had way more soap than they could sell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like flooding the market. I don't know. I think you'd be like, oh, it's like, mm, this is meat flavored oh, soap. Meat, meat soap. Meat soap. Oh, oh, soap loaf. Oh, my God. You know what? The people out there who scream, but bacon at vegan commercials would be like jerking off into that. You can get bacon soap, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know. Just, this is why there needs to be a life form 
on that like that dirt that needs to like burrow out and kill us all because we're just yeah. there is no hope for us. There's no <laughs> hope for us. We're we're terrible, horrible pieces of shit. <laughs> you sound like you're quoting Fight Club. <laughs> oh no. First rule of Gabbard in the Woods. <laughs> Never mention Fight Club. <laughs> Don't tell anyone about Gabbard in the Woods. Hence our stats. <laughs> yeah, our success speaks volume. <laughs> to the dedication of our listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I like to believe that um our episode the other week of Don't Fuck With Cats, I like to think that we've started a, a movement. Yeah, it wasn't the Netflix documentary that was a global sensation. It was us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I couldn't, well, I, I couldn't even make it five minutes into that. Oh, I haven't watched it. Oh, God, no. I couldn't. No. I couldn't. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna claim some because I'm, I do another uh, – I do a Eurovision podcast. Yeah. And I've been saying there was like – there was a song that won like 10 years ago. I don't like it. My co-host fucking loves it. I hate it. I think it's a bit of trash. I think she was stealing – everything that Kate Bush did 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And I've been saying, Kate Bush has already done it. Kate Bush did it better 20 years ago. And that I get just applies to everything in life. Yeah, and I get, like, angry messages, like, <laughs> all, the, all the time about it. Because I'm like, okay, yeah. now, oh, my God, Kate Bush, back on the charts. I like to feel I'm part of that uh, – I'm part of that movement. I say someone listened to it and went, oh, my God, you know what? I'm going to listen to this Kate Bush. Yeah. Mind blown. Oh, my God. She's a genius. Yeah. And Running Up That Hill uh, was recorded using an Australian-made synthesizer called the Fairlight. <laughs> God, we, we... I want to start a synth podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think it'd be one of those people who's just like, oh, my God, no, made in Australia. That's Australian. Australian. It's a made in Australia. An Australian walked past the studio. We made it. That's us. It's all us. Fucking Bogan, calm down. Oh, no. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to stick with my theory that, you know, a lot of people are pieces of shit. It's a pretty good theory. Let's just let's just say, just see. It seems like we're getting there, starting to outnumber us. You know. Yeah, it's not exactly an ambitious target to prove, though, is it? Like water is wet. Yeah, it's just like well, oh, they're just there. They're sucking. You know what? Which weirdly, yeah, brings us to our topic of the week. Oh, does it now? Because our topic, our our topic of the week is well, he was a bit of a dick. Okay, he was a piece of shit. Let's delve into his dickness. Oh. As this week, we plunge the dirty depths of Buckfastly Churchyard and the story of the Dirty Dick. I remember there was a theatre restaurant called Dirty Dicks when I was a kid. (laughs) It might have something to do with this guy. (laughs) Wine, women and song, why don't you come along when you eat at Dirty Dicks, you'll have a ball. And that's why you were removed by child services. <laughs> what? I remember that from when I was like five. Oh my god, was it made by the Benny Hill Corporation? Pretty much. Like they had those like you you got to wear like a Henry the Eighth costume and you had yeah. like those ridiculous sized turkey legs and Oh my god. And like and bucks and wenches would come out and serve you meat, governor. You want some meat? Oh my god. Don't say it. Someone is writing this down to relaunch <laughs> the restaurant as we speak. Yeah, it's the Starbucks CEO who's about to be sacked. <laughs> Dirty dicks, you say? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes, Dirty Dick, 
A story of a man whose infamy would go on to source as the inspiration for a terrifying classic novel. Fight Club. In this week's episode <laughs> of Dirty Dick and his dirtied dicked deeds. <laughs> his wicked dicked deeds. Yes. <laughs> or Here's a story, just sit right there as I tell you a story about how my life got flipped upside down and how I became the dick around here. You're the fucking worst rapper. You are the worst. My God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everyone's a hater. I'm so sorry to the I'm so sorry to hip hop. <laughs> You're worse for hip hop than Baz Luhrmann. Fuck. Don't make me get the manager. <laughs> Is it Baz Luhrmann? <laughs> Baz Luhrmann? Baz Luhrmann did a series called The Get Down, which was basically a fictionalised, musicalised history of New York hip-hop. Oh. It's fucking cool. Well, the fact that it's called Get Down. The Get Down. Oh. Like, no, it focused on, like, Cool Herc and all the street parties and stuff. Yeah. No, you've just, you've got to watch it because only only fucking Baz Luhrmann could turn, you know, the the violence and the, you know, all that sort of stuff and Africa Bambada and Cool Herc. Into a into, musical into dance a number. Musical dance number. It was like the Muppets. It's weird. <laughs> okay, I I think I need to be like stoned. Oh, very. AF to like watch that. Yeah. Who is this dirty dick? You oh speak my lord! Of? And is there vinegar required at the uh, <laughs> restaurant, or does he provide his own? Oh, he provides his own. Ah, oh. uh, Richard Dick Cable wasn't the first big dicks around these parts. In fact, he was the third dick in a line of dicks that lorded over Buckfastly. The first dick cable came to Devon from Somerset. Oh, so there's a place called Buckfast. Yeah, Buckfastly. Oh, okay. Buckfastly. I thought it was like a, like a pun on like that bad supergroup Buck's Fizz. Or... No, 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 it's okay. Buckfastly. There you go, Buckfastly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a nice little... <laughs> Shall we go to the car and Buckfastly? <laughs> oh, 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 he smells like vinegar. He's got his own chips. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're not going to play play any... Oh, God, I can't even... You want to see my cod? <laughs> I've got some cod and some fucking taters. You're not going to lay any flowers at my buck fastly <laughs> till it's your birthday. Oh, laying flowers. That's a very true detective euphemism. Ugh. Oh, Lord. You're going to make flowers on me? <laughs> is that is that code for, are you sure you have you been tested for the herp? <laughs> cool herp. <laughs> oh, things not to call your kid. Oh, Lord. The first Dick Cable came to Devon from Somerset. <laughs> Dick Cable sounds like an old fucking telegraph company. Dick Cable. <laughs> I've got a Dick Cable here from the front. <laughs> I just think you just sound like you just stand there in the nud to your wife with a raging heart on her. But like, my dear, it looks like you've got a Dick Cable. Stop. Oh my god! You know it's always a bad sign when a oh. when a dick cable appears at the front door. Dick oh. cable. Too bad if you're already subscribed to Fellogram. <laughs> it's a Fellogram. Oh my god! Isn't that what your grandma did during the war? Dick cable. Didn't she receive the dick cables? <laughs> Didn't she translate them? 
She intercepted them. <laughs> she intercepted them for the war. <laughs> Japanese dick cables. German dick cables. Oh, uh, passed them on to the Americans. That woman was a patriot. She was. She was a patriot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, <coughs> uh, dick cable. He was the third dick in a line of dicks that lorded over Buckfastly. The first dick cable came to Devon from Somerset. This dick married a local woman called Susan Peter, and they welcomed their own little dick into the world, whom they named Dick. Yeah. There's always room for more dick. <laughs> you never have too much dick. Oh, I've got me dick stomach. Oh my God, you know better than one dick? Two dicks. <laughs> Uh, 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 this second dick would travel away for studies. But wealth only befell this dick when he returned to Buckfastly and fell into the arms of a woman who it seems most people never bother to write her name down. Well, she's a woman. She doesn't matter. Ah, oh, what? Our patriarchal society is inherently sexist, racist, and bigoted, attempting to write out or whitewash women and people of colour and alternative religious belief systems and their important contributions to history, culture, and society as a whole. Say what? Unless they did something wrong, in which case, burn the, burn the witch. <laughs> then everyone knows your name. Yeah. Ah. The Prestwoods were very wealthy merchants. And when this dick married the merchant's daughter, he too became very wealthy dick. The merchant of penis. (laughs) (laughs) Said with my best Borat voice. The merchant of penis. This dick used this money to expand to the lands of the dick estates. Hey, growing dick. They had a son, which they called Dick. Yeah. (laughs) But then the English Civil War kicked off. Essentially for, okay, basically it was fought from 1642 to 1651. And this is between, if you've ever heard, the Roundheads and the Cavaliers. Now, the Cavaliers were royalists. Yeah. And they were fighting for the king to keep all the power. Of course. Make all the decisions. So they were simping for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they uh, wanted it so you could only follow one religion in the UK. So that was England, Scotland and Ireland, which was the Church of England. Yeah, of course. Which, backstory, the Church of England was only invented so Henry VIII could get out of marriage. Yeah. Because he was a root rat (laughs) and a piece of shit. So he made his own Scientology, basically. Yeah, so get out of my jail card. Yeah, he fucked the Pope off. Uh, Now, the Roundheads, however, wanted the Parliament to run things. Okay. Right. Like, fuck, you know, like, fuck off the monarchy. The monarchy is the monarchy. You can't make decisions. Um, and for people to be able to follow their own religions. Now, <laughs> when I say follow their own religion, obviously I mean their different version of Christianity. Yeah, of course. You know, so Anglican. Yeah. Or Christianity. Yeah. White Jesus, bad songs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> all the religions. Yeah. <sighs> 
Oh, Lord. But look, don't worry. I can see you're worried. Don't worry. The dick didn't die. Oh, good. Nothing like a good, firm dick. Good, firm dick. He soldiered on. He did something worse than die. Oh, no. He fought on the side of the Cavaliers, the Royalists, or otherwise known as the losing side. Excellent. The dick was forced to pay monumentally heavy fines. Good. (laughs) Essentially, all of his wife's family's money in order to keep them out of jail and keep possession of his family home, Brook Manor. Wow. Yeah, because that's what you did when you're on the losing side. Either you've got to, like, take it on the field and just die. Yeah. Or... Cough up. You've got to take it off the field and they will take everything, regardless if it's your birthday or not. Just bend over. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Not even any goose fat for lube. (laughs) Oh, definitely no goose fat. (laughs) Because the the winning side has taken all the goose fat. Absolutely. You're left with rat droppings. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Sorry. Four years later... Dick the Middle would die in 1655. Okay. Leaving his family in much debt and the very real possibility of losing the manor. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, no, we we say, oh, dear. It was, (laughs) they were in Devon, so it's more like, oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. For those who haven't been to Devon, that's, oh, dear. But they're royalists, so they would have had very. jam on your cream. They would have had very plummy accents. No, but they're still from Devon. (laughs) They they like to have jam on their scones. They speak through jowls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so he died, left his family in debt. What a dick. Ugh. Very quickly after his father's death, Dick Cable III returned from university to Brook Manor. Uh, oh, after. Oh, oh, oh. No. First world problems. He was forced to sell their second house oh in Dorset. Goodness. Oh, my God. Student debts. Oh, oh. Unheard of. How what? awkward. We can't have a second home, Bobby. <laughs> They're taking the second home. <laughs> Where shall I keep the poodles? He then very quickly seduced and married Elizabeth Fowl, <laughs> who was put on your intrigue and scandal music. Yeah. If you've got some at home, I know you've got it ready. Start it playing now. Elizabeth Fowl. Most interesting about Elizabeth Fowl was she was the daughter of Sir Edward Fowl. And Sir Edward Fowl was actually the man that imposed and set the amounts of all the fines against Dick's dad. (gasps) Dick the Middle. And Fowl was the one who had took all of the family's money. Oh. And had mysteriously got a lot of money because he was on the winning side. There you go. So Dick the Third, or as he would be known as by his community, 
What do you think he was he was known as? Uh, this what? is your lord, and this is the lord of your manor. Okay, <sighs> lord and over everything that you own. Uh, I would have called him the Dick Debt Collector. <laughs> Dick Debt Collector. I think that position was already filled. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm not even kidding when I say this was his name in the community. Okay. His name actually was Dirty Dick. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his theatre restaurant was legendary. <laughs> That's how he got the family fortune, Mac. We'll have oversized meats and novelty hats. Oh, when Dirty Dick married Elizabeth Fowler, he got all of her money. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which was all of her father's money. Yeah, revenge is a dish best served on the end of your dick. <laughs> With a dick cable. <laughs> Oh, so he got all of her money, which he used to pay off his family's debts and restore Brooke Manor to a state of grandeur. Very good. See, that's his good university learning. <laughs> he did a bachelor of fucking the chicks, fucking the cunt's daughter. Yeah, oh my God. It's called fucking the poor man over. It's an actual university degree that you can get at select universities. <laughs> Majoring in your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you believe Dirty Dick was very much an unpopular man in the district? No. With a name like Dirty Dick. No, he seems like an upstanding citizen. Oh, oh God. Being described by those in his community as, and I quote, a monstrously evil man. That's That doesn't leave a lot of room for interpretation, does it? <laughs> it's not like, oh, maybe, you know, he was just, there was some argument. Oh, yeah, no, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> Yep. Monstrously evil. Monstrously evil man. There you go. Dirty Dick, the monstrously evil man. And this is this is England in the 1600s, <gasps> where children were basically used as fire kindling. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, oh, it's, it's what you got to do. Better than being cold. <laughs> but this guy, he fucking nutted in his enemy's daughter. <laughs> monstrously evil. That's Monstrous- they speak through fucking... They speak through jails. <laughs> Pushing wind through meat flaps. <laughs> Which is what he did to her. <laughs> isn't that how they, isn't that the code to describe your grandmother during the war? I want to know how he motorboated her when there was no internal combustion engines at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I call this the paddle steamer. <laughs> I call this the wind through your willows. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Rat. <laughs> uh, oh, in this case, it was definitely Mr. Toad. <laughs> oh, green and warty. <laughs> well, why do you think he was called Dirty Dick? Oh, yeah, fair enough. He lived for one thing <laughs> and one thing alone. Being a dick. Oh. Hunting. Oh, God, really? Hunting animals. Hunting. Anything that had a heartbeat. He would hunt down and kill any kind of animal that he saw. 
There was also something else that he was reported to hunt down, and that was the local maidens. Oh, he was a pussy slayer. Of the area. Um, well, I, I, I don't think everybody was happy about that. Oh. Mm. Yeah, this was back when, um, back when you couldn't just fuck around. That was like, oh, you know, <laughs> where was like, okay, picture, you know that scene in Braveheart where those people are very much in love are getting married and they're at their like wedding reception and everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing and we're so in love and oh my God, don't, don't give William Wallace too many dr- drinks, he'll get drunk and he'll start talking about the Jews, okay? <laughs> and everyone's having a really good time and then that like posh guy shows up and he's all like, yes, I'm here to have sex with the Right. Yeah, prima nocta. That's what I that's what I picture for this dude. Yeah. Except I, more dirty. Yeah. More dicky. Ugh. He yeah, he just showed up with his dick cable. Beagle, it's my right to have sex with your wife. Yeah, with his pre-penicillin cock. Mm, it's exactly what I picture. For I this brought guy. fresh goose fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's fresh if it's still Begorkin. <laughs> Begorkin brand goose fat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. What's the. If it's Begorkin, you can go porkin. <laughs> and with that, radio ads were invented. <laughs> Don't be a lurkin if you hear the Begorkin. <laughs> Oh my god! What's 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 the statue of limitation for like besmirching someone's name? Allegedly, I don't know if he was. Allegedly, you have to prove that uh, you've lowered their uh, their standing in the community. Essentially, when he was considered what manifestly evil, monstrously evil, monstrously evil, we're saying yeah, maybe he lubed up with a bit of goose fat before he fucked someone's wife. Non-consensually, yeah, yeah, fucking dirty dick. See if he—that's. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're doing it willingly, you're like sexy dick. Yeah, you don't even need chicken grease. <laughs> you're lovely dick. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like happy smile clad dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Straight upstanding clean dick. Yeah. Mm, mm. Mm. Jason Momoa, Aquaman. <laughs> Not this dirty bog shore ditch. Dick. Yeah. Oh. oh, Lord. The other rumor that circulated, okay, besides like the, <laughs> the goose fucking <laughs> and the hunting and the monstrously evil, there was another rumor. There's a. Uh, he'd sold his soul to the devil. Oh, dear. There was also another rumor that he had murdered his wife. Okay. Although technically, later on, she is named in his will. Uh, she got better. <laughs> I, you know, but then again, it was like, is it like there was photo ID or everyone like saw her? Like they probably just got someone away from the window and be like, yeah, no, look, there she is. She's totally fine. He's weekend at burning her. <laughs> Fucking home alone. He's, oh my God. He's just skinned her and like put her like oh. flesh on one of like the wolf hounds. There she is just trotting through the field. She loves to go and sprint to the summer. Why is she going toilet in the yard? <laughs> oh, that's just the upper class, son. That's just what they do. 
<laughs> They're allowed to shit in the common. <laughs> oh my god. That's why he's a lord. Yes, so there was also that rumour. People, you know, argue if that was true or not. Yeah. But everyone believed he'd sold his soul to the devil. Fair enough. Dirty Dick fell ill. Oh no. Who knew with a name like Dirty Dick? Yeah. Some rumours have suggested that he fell and sustained injuries chasing an unwilling maiden across the fields one night. Oh, hello. On the 5th of July, 1677, the bell did toll for Dirty Dick and he died. He dribbled slowly towards the light. Legend had it that on the night of his burial, a pack of ghost dogs appeared and howled at his grave. The villagers huddled in fear as Dirty Dick rose from his grave. And his pack of hounds set out across the fields and moors and hunted and tore to pieces every living creature that they found all night until dawn. Jesus. (laughs) Fucking what a dick. (laughs) Dick move. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we know you're a dick. Even dead. You're an even bigger dick. Fuck. Oh, so terrified. Yeah. They would never be free from the curse of the dirty dick. Again, pre-penicillin. <laughs> the local villagers built a small but solid building around his tomb. What? One side had a small window with iron bars across the window. Because remember we discussed this a few episodes about um, it was believed that if there was iron, ghosts and spirits could not pass through iron. Yeah. So it, it was there to – so they could ooh, see he, that he's still in there, yeah, but he couldn't get out through the gap. They're industrial ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like giving a, a ghost now an iPad. Yeah. I can't figure this shit out. Yeah, what? <laughs> Give me a teletype machine. So it's got the small window. It's got the iron bars across the windows. The villagers then found a giant fucking stone. Really? Huge stone. And placed it over the lid of his tomb. Jesus. Just to make sure the fucker wasn't getting out. <laughs> oh, just to make sure. They really wanted to make sure he couldn't escape again. But rumour has it. You should not go to the tomb at night. Because on some nights, the hounds return to drag Dirty Dick's soul back to hell. And when they see that his soul is trapped, they bowl and howl at the night. Other ghoulish creatures have also been seen reported trying to enter the tomb to collect the soul that was promised to Satan. Other legends tell of an unknown red light seen emanating from within the structure. All I could think is if you're on the church council, like, oh, I don't know, Mary, we really got to, like, pick up tourism. I don't know. Well, bear with me, all right? I got this red bulb, all right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying we put it in, you know, just give the smoke machine a little bit of a whoop whoop. There you go. Spooky Town Festival. 
1989. Very confusing brothel. Also. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people showed up like, I mean, for the dirty dick experience. <laughs> yeah, do, I, do I just put my dick through the bar? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, actually, it turns out the last thing you should do is put your dirty dick through the bars. Okay. Because local teenagers would dare each other to go to the tomb at night. The legend says that if you walk around the tomb, one legend says seven times, another time says 13 times. Right. But if you do that and then stick your finger or hand or appendage of your choice through the bars into the tomb, right. dirty dick might just give it a little nibble. Oh, you'll suck you off. <laughs> How much has some, like, homeless dude just broken in? He has come in through the roof and is just there waiting for, like, hapless teenagers. Like, I can't. Oh, don't do it, Billy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, my Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. So, you, you shouldn't have to tell people, like, just don't put your dick in the hole. Like, don't. Have you ever seen a glory, fo- a glory hole in the flesh? <laughs> I've never seen one. Oh, my God. Um, No, probably because I'm in the wrong – I don't go to the men's toilets a lot. No. But I wouldn't trust it. I don't trust <gasps> it. Like, I know it was in – I just, I just picture – like, I know we've seen it in horror movies and that's yeah. what I picture. Like, either someone is just going to slice your dick off or yeah. what if they snap it? Yeah, like it's, it's like the fucking Play-Doh caster mold thing. You can just snap it straight off. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or there's some like 90-year-old person like covered in the herp and the plague and they're just like... Yeah. what? Oh, my God. What if it's like your uncle? <laughs> you know, like... But I'm just saying, I've been to some very bad toilets in my time. I've never seen one. <laughs> You've been looking? Well, of course. You go to like a terrible toilet, you look for a glory hole. <laughs> While I'm here, two yeah, birds, just, one is stone. There one here? I've just never seen one. Oh, okay. Okay. I've never seen one in the flesh. Well, maybe this. Also, how do they fucking work? Like, you, the human body is not designed to be hard up against a wall. Yeah. And poking through one. Yeah, I know. It takes, it's got to take a lot of. I mean, I guess I got, I like, I got boobs, so I can't go flat against anything. But yeah, it's a lot of. Yeah, you've got to basically really <sighs> thrust yourself forward. Yeah, and it's not comfortable. Can't be. Like, uh, yeah. Okay, anyone out there who's ever partaken in a glory hole, yeah. let us know how that works. And you know what? You have to be, surely you must be, you have to be well endowed. Because if you've only got like a few inches, by the time you factor in just, you know, the distance yeah. and then the thing, it's got to be awkward. And how, on the other side, how do you even get to it? Like your nose is going to touch the wall before. Oh, okay. How do you how do you stick your how do you stick your mouth out? Like, like a bass, <laughs> like a sea bass. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you'd hurt your nose. You'd hurt your nose. Yeah. So you got to think the most toilet walls are at least an inch and a half. So you're going to lose a few inches in the fact that your body is not perfectly aligned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To chamfer up against a wall. Yeah. Then you're going to lose at least one and a half inches in that. Then you're going to lose another like one and a bit inches because the nose. Of the nose, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do, do glory holes actually, or is it just like... Is it just like an urban legend? Yeah. Well, maybe if you put it through and they give it like a little bit of a tickle, yeah. you come through and meet them in their cubicle? Maybe. Or maybe maybe just gay men actually just have sex like normal people. 
Yeah. And they don't like, hey, stick it through here like a fucking mystery tour. <laughs> because, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of trust, which I just would not have in the general community. Yeah. For me to just put my dick through a hole with a random person I've never met before. Like, I've been horny, but never horny enough to just slide my vagina through a slot. And also, nothing is less sexy than a fucking truck stop toilet. Yeah, I know. I like, wouldn't be able to get a boner in there for fucking Sophia Loren. Well, that's because you're not Dirty Dick. That's very true. You know who you... Yeah, no, Dirty Dick and no I will say this, though. If I was using a truck stop toilet and someone stuck their narrow direction through a fucking hole in the wall... Yeah. I'm the kind of person who's just polite enough to give them a wristy... <laughs> just, just to fucking be polite. It's socially awkward. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Can you imagine like how embarrassing? Like if you come yeah. out and you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't sorry, know dude. I really just wasn't into that. I was like, oh, do you have any idea how much trouble this was? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, oh, I hurt my nose pressing up against like. The- yeah. I'm gonna drive another 15 I'll hours, on, man. I've been <laughs> on my tiptoes for ages. This thing's not at the right height. It's the only thing that's gonna keep me awake for the next 15 miles, so I don't cause a pile up on the highway. And you're like, well, for safety. Yeah. And what if the fucking height's wrong? Yeah, you mean you've got to crouch or tiptoe. I, oh, I was, that's the other thing. Yeah, you're right. It, the hole has to be perfectly set Yeah. at... Um, and who's the tradie who's like marking it up? <gasps> Actually, no, I take this back. I watched a documentary. It was about these like brothels in yeah. England. Okay? But a brothel's different. Like a brothel... No, no, no. But they had, they, the, they had like a new manager... <clears throat> and she was like trying to like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And her idea was she wanted to come up with, a, they had the glory hole experience. Yeah. And so men would go and she got a guy to put like these uh, different holes, a yeah. different, like, like you said, at different heights in a wall. So it looks like a protractor. Yeah, basically it was like a game of checkers. <laughs> and guys could like go in and they would just get like sucked off by a mysterious like hooker. And obviously that's completely different. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so like guys were doing it in a brothel because they were like, yeah. Brothel's very different though. To no, 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 but I'm saying so like it, it's maybe it just <laughs> exists as a myth and like white people have adopted and stolen that from like maybe. like we do from every other culture. We're now stealing from gay culture and making it our own and ruining it. I'm just imagining that there's like some somewhere in America at some point someone has walked into the offices of a major retailing company and just gone, I've got the ultimate take-home game. <laughs> it's called Glory Hole. Digging a hole. <laughs> Digging a hole. It's just a chopping board with a hole in it. <laughs> The game everyone can play at home. Oh my god, can you imagine? Yeah, you just like put your carrot through and hope the little like <laughs> guillotine doesn't come down and chop. And there's some guy in the marketing meeting who's just that little bit too smart who's just like, why wouldn't I just use the fucking pasta measurer that I made in year eight woodworking shop <laughs> yeah. instead of your chopping board with a hole in it? Yeah. But I mean, again, like, I mean, again, like, I mean, we can't, like, you know, there were people who would literally beat you, to, like, beat people to death for being gay and you know we're like trying to make other so you know i guess for safety you know people were forced to do these um but yeah i just logistically i don't see how it works stick your dick through and suddenly it's handcuffed (laughs) (laughs) dick cuffs you're like am i under arrest or is this part of it (laughs) yeah yeah, i don't know oh my god i know i'm in trouble but i kind of like it it. (laughs) Oh, arrest me harder. Oh, my God. That's the cock ring was invented. Oh, is that goose fat? <laughs> <laughs> it's a goose. No. 
Oh my god! <laughs> just um, see a guy walk out of a toilet and a limping goose. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, there's another TV show for us to start. Instead of like MythBusters, <laughs> we take these things. Smutbusters. Yes. And we try to we try to figure out like how things like glory holes actually logistically work. Yeah. That's like orgies. Like I honestly I don't understand how really multiple person orgies work. Because do you know what I mean? Like because there's a lot of rehearsal needed. What do you know what or I mean? Very least choreography. Yeah, hips like dicks are only a certain length, yeah. and for it to get like into a vag, like you like if you're here like. I don't know, pleasuring somebody. Yeah. How are you like getting to somebody from the side and then somebody else is reaching around? I don't understand how that just spontaneously happens. No. You need you, unless you've got someone there who's like giving directions. Yeah, someone has to be directing. Yeah. Just like, I'll oh, put your leg over here. Yeah. Like <laughs> like someone who's really good at Twister. <laughs> and just enter yellow. Like I yeah, anyway. There's another TV show, I'm just saying. I, I wanted to come up with a TV show called So You Think You Can Fuck? <laughs> Where a whole bunch of like big game talking dudes yeah, yeah. had to go have sex with a porn star. Yeah. And then the porn star comes back and rates them. Oh, and I'd watch like, that. Yeah, I'd watch that too. And this porn star would be like, your cunnilingus technique is bullshit. Oh my God. Well, okay, like hashtag patent pending. Nobody can steal that. Fucking Netflix, we're looking at you. <laughs> yes. So You Think You Can Fuck? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'd watch that. Fuck you, Bachelorette. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've completely forgotten where I was. I was all up about the glory hole. Um, Sorry, I took us down a very dark road there. <laughs> Straight in the glory hole. Okay, okay. So, you you stick whatever into the thing and Daddy Dick gives it a, a nibble. It's just a badger. <laughs> <laughs> now, just below the tomb... The church and its graveyard is a series of caves known as Reed's Caves. Okay. Which runs for about 3.5 kilometres. In this cave is a formation known as the Little Man. Oh, hello. A stalactite and a stalagmite have joined together and have formed a shape that they say looks like a human man in 17th century clothes. Dearie me. This figure sits directly below Dirty Dick's tube. That's pretty freaky. I thought that until I pulled up a picture Ah, of the man. The tourism board's embellished just a little bit. Like, if you had said, like, I mean... It looks like a dirty dick. Not the man, the legend, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, I don't know. It looks more like a face hugger chest bursting out of a 17th century man. Okay. Um, that is very interesting. Okay. I love, we'll put a picture up. You can decide if it looks like a man in 17th century costume <laughs> um, or a leaky dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Google it now. Google it now. Bring it up the picture okay. so you can have a look. All right. Well, my phone's very slow, so keep talking. Okay, so it's Reed's Caves, The Little Man. Okay. Now, the stories of Dick spread across England. Dick spread. Dick spread and caught the attention of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, who travelled to the area to view its desolate moors. Oh. 
And while he was there, a friend of him told him about the legend of Dirty Dick. Doyle was driven through the area by a coachman named Harry Baskerville. There you go. It is said that uh, Doyle used the legends of Dirty Dick as his inspiration for his novel, The Hounds of the Baskervilles. About a complete asshole and dogs running across the moor and maidens and dicks dying. Good book. Okay. Local legends continue to not venture out into the moors on the anniversary of Dirty Dick's death, lest you meet the old Dirty Dick. <sighs> That's a hell of a warning. I want to go out. You can't. Why not? There might be a Dirty Dick out there. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, I'll stay home then. <laughs> but it is not just the tomb which has been rather unkindly likened to a bus stop that has seen infamy. It is. Like, they were obviously more concerned about keeping him enclosed than making it look pretty. Okay. It really does look like a shitty bus stop. (laughs) A church sat on the site for many years. In 1849, a fire deliberately lit burned the church's vestry, altar, and roof. A chest in the vestry which contained all the local records and documents were burned and lost. Damn it. The 18th and 19th century saw numerous bodies stolen from the graves. Medical research or loneliness. Yes, they were most likely dug up and sold on for profit. Um, Up until 1832, only the cadavers of criminals were the only legal option to obtain corpses for experiments or for dissection lectures. Uh, Obviously, black market filled in the gaps. Um, They introduced the Anatomy Act of 1832, which widened up the parameters um, for cadaver use, basically just to try and put an end to the black market grave robbing. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) which is just bizarre that you ever had to bring in an act to try and stop that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, the church was repaired after the fire, but then the spire was destroyed and another fire began when the church was struck by lightning. During World War II, bombs landed near the church and shattered all of the glass windows. Okay. Then on July 21st, 1992... An unknown person or persons broke into the church just before midnight and started a fire under the altar. The fire brigade was called, but as the nearest hydrant was a quarter of a mile away from the church, fire officers had to connect 38 70-foot hoses together to get water to the church, but it was in vain and the church burnt to the ground. For hundreds of years, the locals claimed that the area had been used as a site for black magic rituals. And now rumours persisted that those of the dark arts had caused the fire. The church was never rebuilt. (laughs) So the Dirty Dick's grave is still there to its day. Um, And you can go and visit the old Dirty Dick. 
the windows are there. You can give it a little run around. Right. Put a little boop, boop. Have a little pop, pop through. Test your luck. <laughs> Up Periscope. I cannot wait till we, like, get to do the TV show of Gabbard in the Woods. Yeah. Because you're doing this one. I can't. <laughs> I can, there's no way I can get my muff, like, up and through the bars. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to take one for the team. Two words, dear Elizabeth. Strap on. <laughs> strap no, on then, for science. But then, no, because, like, you're not going to be able to, like, if you want to strap on, you're not going to be able to feel the little nibble nibble. No, we can mount sensors. It'll just be like. <laughs> do dick sensors exist so you can tell if a ghost is having a nibble? Absolutely. Like, it'll be like a haptic feedback thing, like an iPhone. <laughs> I'm not convinced, no. There's nothing like the real thing. Just hang a bell on it like a cat. <laughs> the bell rings. <laughs> sir, sir, someone's, someone's chewing on it. Satan, is that you? That would be the best episode of Ghost Hunters, just <laughs> us in ultraviolet. <laughs> you and your dick with a bell on dick it. Dick with a bell on <laughs> it. <laughs> Ooh, dinner time. <laughs> Get out of here, goose. <laughs> I hear the ghost of a goose. You're about to get goosted. <laughs> oh my god, good times, good oh, times. Dearie. But um, so the last thing I got, I actually found part of Dirty Dick's will. Okay. Okay. Basically, the main part of his will was him chucking a shit um, that his wife never gave him a son. They had one. Child, they had a daughter. Oh, worthless. I know. Ugh. I know. Ugh. So she got. She can't use the family glory hole. Yeah, I know. Oh, all the family goods. So she she got left. You know the yeah. estate. Oh, I'd rather die. Yeah. Okay. This this was this was okay. So this was an extremely wealthy man. Yeah. Okay, because he took all of his wife's money. Okay. So, you know, most of it got left to his his daughter. So you think he runs an estate. So you've got a huge estate. You've got all your workers. There's the community. Everyone is depending on you. This is his will. This is how it was divvied up. So basically everything that he got left was left to his daughter. Yep. Okay. This this is who else got a shout out in his will. All right. Yeah. William Watton Esquire, my brother-in-law, £100 to be divided equally among his children. It's probably like 10,000 children. He's yeah, probably. like £100. Andrew Tinkham the Elder, my servant, £20. Oh, Andrew cool. Tinkham the Younger, my servant, £50. Oh, hello. The younger one did some work. George Hall, Walter Coulton, and Thomas Weatherbridge, servants. Five pounds each. Oh, Jesus, you tight fuck. Mary Gould and Elizabeth St. Hill, five pounds each. This is trickle-down economics right here. Oh, oh, wait for it. Simon Nichols, the younger, 40 Shillings. Oh, you fuck. You <laughs> tight fuck. 40, sir. You. Can you imagine? He would have been like, oh my God, like 40 pounds. That'll buy me some shoes. Oh. To my servant, Goose. <laughs> All of my estates and my lands. I demand he be buried with me. Okay. <laughs> 
George Adams doesn't say what he was or what he did or who he was, but he gets twenty pounds. Okay. I think George Adams could have been a pseudonym for the guy who wrote the will. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the this is the Lord. Okay. So he's the third Lord in a row. He's been looking, supposed to look after the entire area. Yeah. He's the Lord of the Manor. Yeah. It's supposed to look after everybody. You know, yeah. take everyone into his bosom. Yeah. Protect his people from the ravages of the land. Yeah. He left Dirty Dick in his will. The poor of the parish of Buckfastly to be distributed as church wardens and overseers of the poor think fit. How much do you think he gave him? Five pounds. The whole, like the whole community. Yeah. Every poor person in Devon. Oh, and there's a lot of them. Five pounds. Five pounds. He really did. He really left five pounds. That's not each. That's to every, for every poor person in Devon and surrounding areas got to share that five pounds. It's almost as if feudalism didn't work. Ah. It's almost like capitalism yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, you know what? He's uh, my uh, the other thing is you know if you, if you want to be think you know fondly of your community, don't leave the poor five pounds to be administered by the church. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not going to. Once they take their taxes, you know. Yeah. Oh, we're well, we'll a little bit for the goose. <laughs> we we leave you a very used goose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the goose has become too old to interest us. <laughs> we like we preferred it when it was young and downy. <laughs> now it's got feathers like chalk. <laughs> oh my lord! So that's the story of Dirty Dick. Um, he was a complete dick and has gone in uh, to continue being a dick all through history. Thank to Sir. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. I'm not surprised they built that crypt around him. <laughs> to keep him in? Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep their gooses safe. Yeah. Should we fucking, should we make it look grand? Nah. Nah, Brutalist 1970s architecture. We don't even know what that is yet, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, you know, maybe we could hang up some blinds, you know, do like some nice tiles. Oh, we would. But you know what? The budget only allows five pounds can you imagine they've taken the five pounds and used it to build the fucking bus stop around him? Yeah. And be like, that's what you get, you bastard. You get the shitty train to Salisbury bus stop. Oh, my God. So, yeah, don't be a dick. What a piece of shit. Yeah. If you're a dick through life, dick through death. Rest in piss, you dick. Rest <laughs> in goose fat. He'd like that. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? He never did. Because he's not a real man. I guarantee he never did it. Because only real mothmen eat the carpet. Yeah, he would have paid a servant to do that. <laughs> As the goose. Send in the goose. <laughs> send, in the, send in the pussy-eating goose. So, luckily they uh, threw off the oppression of the uh, the lords and uh, everyone got their titties out for freedom. I think of the beat Get your tits out for freedom. I do like. I like my new catchphrase. It's good. It's, it's good tits. Good. Oh my god! 
And if you listen to Gabin in the Woods, feel free to send me a picture of your tits for free. <laughs> I'll also rate your dick pickers. No, I think the tits should only be sent to me. Okay, you get the tits and yeah, I want to see the dirty dicks. dicks. Yeah, so if you've got a dirty dick, or if you can send us some pictures of a glory of, hole, of how yeah, of a glory hole, and also how a glory hole works, please send them to John <laughs> at the John Brooks on Instagram. Yeah, DMs um, are open. <laughs> uh, don't forget follow us on Instagram. Uh, give us lots of five star reviews um, and all of that shit. Yeah, and uh, for Australian listeners, we'll be doing live stuff soon. <gasps> Get your tits out for freedom at those. Who provides the goose? <laughs> it's BYO goose. <laughs>